In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Billy Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. And today, of course, we're going to talk about the woman who could single-handedly herald in climate catastrophe with her inaction. Who who might that be? Ashley Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we're talking Ashley Simpson. (laughs) That wasn't what we rehearsed. (laughs) No, yes, this is our third time doing this. And I said Kim Kardashian twice, but... I had to come in with something else to keep it fresh. But Kim Kardashian is going to tank our government. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I What people need to know is that we had several uh, technical glitches before starting the episode today. And in our first two, I did say Taylor Swift because of the whole situation with her flying all over to get coffee. Um, but I know who we're really talking about. Who is it? Kirsten Cinema. Kirsten Cinema. Kirsten Cinema. She's back. Always talking about this bitch. Well, I'm also like, we always talk about this, and I'm just also confused. Where is her money going? She's getting paid off by all these billionaires or whatever. She lives in Arizona. Rent ain't that expensive, and it's not going to the wardrobe, nor the wigs, nor mm-hmm. the fucking Zenzi's glasses or whatever. You know those online yeah. glasses that are insane. Zenny? Funk- Zenny? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, why do you need five pairs of bright green glasses, you dumb hoe? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm with you. That's why I didn't put any notes in this section because we've talked about this over and over again. I just wrote, is Kirsten Cinema gonna gonna tank the climate bill? Today she's gonna maybe up or down vote some parts of this, but there were reports <sighs> yesterday that she was she was opposed to closing some of the loopholes that like specifically allow really rich people and hedge fund managers to just not pay as much taxes on a lot of their money as just normal middle-class struggling people. She also proposed wanted more money for, for drought stuff, which is, which is good. I don't know how she thinks that's going to get paid for by cutting revenue from, from the bill. You know, we talked about this earlier this week, Sam and I actually talked about how like Joe Manchin as a man can maybe get away with that kind of maverick sabotaging an entire climate bill um, in a way that she, she maybe can. I don't think she's getting reelected next time she's up anyway, but I I don't don't know. I mean, it's hard to imagine someone on the left getting like really excited about a Kirsten Cinema re-election <laughs> campaign. Like, I, it's hard to imagine Democrats wanting that, and then also Republicans will just run someone Crazy. unless they run a lunatic, which they might. I mean, they're already running a lunatic in Arizona right now. They're running this venture capitalist Blake Masters who. Um, I had to Google it multiple times to make sure this quote was correct, but he did once say that gun violence can be blamed on, this is the exact quote, black people, frankly. 
So that's who they're running for. <laughs> Black people, frankly, that's the character <laughs> of in um the Peanuts. That little know. black kid, his name is Franklin. It's all on Franklin, really. That's the idea. You know what, Elise? You just got the emphasis wrong. Really, what he meant is blame it on black people. Frankly. Franklin. Franklin. Pause. Franklin. Franklin. He's the one in Chicago with all the violence, according to Blake Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's... He, they're running a crazy person in Arizona, so maybe they'll run someone so crazy that people vote for Kirsten Sinema again. But if they run, Mm. like, a moderate Republican, I mean, who... Whatever. Anyway, I do think it's crazy for her to be like, I want more money for this, but I also want to get rid of the really, really, really popular taxes. A 15% Mm -hmm. corporate tax rate is very popular. And closing the carried interest loophole or whatever is also... That is a thing that affects hedge fund managers exclusively. (laughs) It's like, who are you protecting? I think she's... Maybe all her friends. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Certainly not her constituents. She wants to make a little noise. She wants to get like a little change in there to... Like, I think she wants to have something changed on her account. Mm -hmm. And then I do think she will ultimately vote for the bill. But I think she's playing this game where she wants to be like, I'm so thoughtful. And I looked at it and I'm going to say... 13% 13% corporate tax rate. And that'll uh, be her like thoughtful contribution to the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Well, this reminds me so much of like my work in ad agencies and other stuff where you have people who like, they're not creative. They don't come up with the ideas, but they're way to like make sure that they leave a mark is to leave criticism. And like, sometimes they even make shit up to say something. And it's also like, um, with you know Kirsten is not a man so they're not going to fold to her in the same way but mm-hmm. also i wonder if joe manchin to me seems a little bit i don't know i'm like for you to have leverage you have to have shown that you're willing mm-hmm. to play get ball if they concede in a certain way but i can't think of one thing that she's conceded in the past you know yeah. in the past 2 years where i'm like Oh, she's harder to get, but at least if you play ball with her show, like with, with the minimum wage, with everything, I'm just like, there's no point. Like you're never going to concede. So why are you pretending that you are? Yeah. It's very, she's as infuriating as Joe Manchin is. I do like, you can at least kind of get, what his ethos is, which Mm -hmm. is that he's a fucking conservative guy with some democratic leanings, but like, (laughs) yeah, it's, you know, as annoying as it is, that is the umbrella under which all of his crap happens. Mm -hmm. And he like owns a coal mine. So Mm -hmm. that's, it's under, it's easy to understand where he's coming from with that. Kirsten, it's so difficult because again, she got elected on this like, I'm the bisexual mod cloth girl and I'm yeah. freaky read my fanfic and like all this, this like <laughs> like the persona and then the governing makes no sense and then also it really does feel like what you're saying Millie is like someone who just has to ha- get something in there to have something to say yeah. but it's really difficult to figure out what her real governing philosophy is other than that she wants to like be in the room where it happens. 
Yeah, it feels like when you're like bringing like a wedding thing to your mother-in-law and she's like, and this is not from personal experience, this is what I hear. And she's like, it needs to be more elaborate and fancy, but I'm also cutting the budget and then just walks away. Yeah. It's like, well, Kirsten, I don't know how we're going to make that happen, but just, yeah, just yeah. walks away. And then just just privately, it's like, let's just ignore her and move forward. And I think it's going to be fine and, and, and she'll she'll be fine with it. Yeah, it is very much someone who like throws a bomb on your seating chart and it's like, I actually can't sit there and then just leave. And you're like, okay, cool. I have to rearrange a hundred people now because why? Right, right, right. And I'm not going to tell you who I will sit next to. You're just going to have yeah. to guess. And I I just don't like it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to sit somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about climate uh, much more shortly with with our guest, but uh, we do have to address some some spectacular news yesterday. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Every day, it really gets harder to decide what the worst quality of Alex Jones is. The far-right commentator has been sued multiple times for claiming the Sandy Hook shooting was staged. He only recently stated he believes the massacre happened. These hearings that we're seeing this week have to do with how much the disgusting far-right conspiracy theorists will have to pay the parents who who won numerous default judgments against him. An attorney representing him asked the jury to award $150 million in damages, or representing the parents, rather. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm going to guess will help their case is that lawyers presented evidence proving Jones had lied under oath when he claimed during the discovery process that he had never texted about the Sandy Hook shooting. Just like such a bold claim, because like it was a big event in America for mm-hmm. most people that texted. I'm sure I texted about the shooting. I texted, so, I absolutely. I'll yeah. say under oath. <laughs> I don't remember specifically. I've texted about this. It's likely. It's likely. I've shot off a text about that. And if your entire persona has been fucking talking about this and like, like you're a political commentator, you've texted about the Sandy Hook shooting. Have you ever texted about the Democrats, Amanda? Not once. Never. No, I I don't know. I don't know. It's impossible to say. It's like saying that you've never texted about the insurrection. Like, <laughs> right. absolutely. Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. I texted on the day to say, hey, have you guys seen what's on TV? <laughs> right. Yeah. Precisely. You Turn texted, your TVs on. <laughs> you texted saying, I'm sorry, my sister sent the <laughs> a party invite. That was an email. 
That was not a text. That was an email but you that my sister you sent. But I did. But yeah. I did text my friends to say, I hey, I'm it. sorry that my sister texted or sent an email during the coup inviting you guys to Rhode Island. I do still hope that you come. <laughs> we can Listen, this, this is America. Later. This is this is the United States. If we all had to wait, wait in case moments later a ca- catastrophic event and the timeline happened, honestly, nothing would get done. No, not a single email would get sent. So when I stand by Natalie to our bachelorette parties. Mm-hmm. If, if not, not during an insurrection, that was a stain, <laughs> a stain yeah, on history. No, not like we were all nervous or anything we're just like no. six months from now what are we gonna do for at least <laughs> no she was it's always good to have a plan she has clarified to me that she was at barton springs she was at the lake she was not <laughs> engaging with the news and she had drafted the email and she was like i'll send it now before i hop in the water sent mm-hmm. goes and i was like an hour later i'm like natalie hilarious must be nice. i know i'm jealous of that nice of that um but but the reason that lawyers knew about these texts was because alex jones's lawyers had accidentally sent them two years the opposing counsel two years of cell phone records that included every (laughs) single text message jones had sent this moment is all in camera it's straight out of a courtroom drama this ruddy gross man you can tell is just like holy shit it was one of many dramatic moments including a clip played from alex jones's infowars linking the judge in the trial who was in the trial who was sitting right there to pedophilia Moments after claiming he never did. So there was twice in this yesterday where it's like, so you did lie. I'm obsessed with You can't YouTube for this many hours a day and send out this much stuff and try to be like, no, I never said that. Like Mm -hmm. you, it's on tape. We talk constantly. Like I, at least I would never deny saying anything. The the, the amount of words I've put out, we've put out into the discourse. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be if I was on trial and I have this many years and stuff of podcasting, I would be there are certain things I know I have it said. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Around talk like if if there if I was on trial being asked if I had spoken about topics that I know I've spoken about many times mm-hmm, recorded, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would just be I mean, you can at least say I don't remember specifically, but I'm Sure, I've discussed it. Right. Alex Did you Jones say is no? a fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, he's I'm, an idiot. I'm obsessed with uh, the judge. Yeah. Um, she is so over it. And every single... And I'm sure it bugs him that, you know, her... She has a Latina name. Like, I'm sure it bugs yeah. him that this Latina judge is fucking gonna determine. But she's just like, you cannot lie. You said this was like all the clips I've seen of her. I'm like, yes, yes, I love this. Like, she is so sick of him. Um, yeah, she also like laughed when they played the clip of he was like, Yeah, I've never, I never talked about the judge. And then they played the clip and she's like, What the fuck? Well, the yeah. clip also is number one, him saying that she like worked for CPS and that means yes. that she's like involved with pedophiles, <laughs> but also the clip literally. He's sitting in front of her face with flames all over him. And he's like, I've never talked about the judge. And they're just like, roll, roll tape, my dude. Like, never no. uttered a word. Never crossed my mind. I've never talked about the judge. And then they also played clips of him talking shit about the jury. You're mm-hmm. and Laura. That is so funny. Like, no, that is so funny. About the jury? And he's like, no. And they're like, roll tape. And it's him being like, they're blue collar idiots. They don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be like $150 million. Cough okay, cool. it up. 
This is, um, you know, it's really funny, but it's just also just, it's so fucking sad. No, the totally. parents of Sa- and Sandy Hook are like, not only did their kids get fucking killed in school and nobody's done anything about it. We haven't banned assault rifles, like all this dumb shit. They have this dumbass who has been saying shit for 10 years and not taking any responsibility for it. And also like continually lying danger. about it. Put them Put in danger. But trauma, people who are traumatized on a level that most of us thankfully will not understand, but because what has happened to them and actually put them in harm's way to the point where psychos were coming to their houses, showing up at their children's graves and messing with their fucking gravestones. Like it is wonderful that he is getting raked over the coals in this way that he's been made to look ridiculous. But like you said, Millie, like we shouldn't forget that what he did to end up in this position is truly one of the most like ghoulish, Mm -hmm. despicable, fucked up things you can imagine. Any kind of situation where you have to relive trauma to get some kind of justice is difficult. But I just can't imagine doing this with this motherfucker for 10 years. I know. Like, he's going to have to pay. And hearing that he makes, like, $800,000 a day or something, that's, like, how much InfoWars or... rich. Whatever. He's super rich. And then it's also, like... It's also sad because it's, like... He's also exploiting his fan base because, like, even though they there are people that are fucking with them, like these people actually believe everything that comes out of his mouth. Like, there are people who are so far gone and really believe that, and he's exploiting that to sell literally, literally snake oil. Yeah. Um. So right. it's just a sad situation all around. But I hope this motherfucker pays so much. I can't money. wait. As someone on Twitter said yesterday. And it is important to point out, he was right about the chemicals in the water that was feminizing frogs. Give him some credit. Give <laughs> him some credit. I saw someone credit. post that yesterday on a response to an article, and it's like, credit where credit's due. He was right about the feminine frogs. I'm like, okay, but who cares about feminine <laughs> frogs? Like, okay, if that's even true, I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, but guys are being more feminine. Like, listen, bring it on. Frogs can wear nail polish if they want to, yeah. it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, that's true. So what? So what if he was right? So what yeah. if he was right? I like my frogs a little. Get. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I love a queer frog. We love a queer frog. I'm sure. If, I'm sure. If anything's causing gay feminized frogs, it's climate change, right? At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We are back with Raleigh Williams. He is a climate activist and comedian who runs the YouTube channel Climate Town and friend of Millie and Elise and the SUP SUP Pod. Now, thank you for joining us. I am so thrilled to be on. Thank you a million times for having me on. It's really exciting. Big fan. 
Oh, awesome. Rolly is the, for listeners who are in the know about me and Millie's friendship history, Rolly was the writer and creator of the interactive play about the Chilean miners. Wow. That Millie and I were in when we became really good friends. What a cameo. (laughs) Honestly, it w- we did it for like a year, right? I know. It was know. it was only like two or three months, but it did feel. <laughs> no, it, was yeah. not, it was not two or three months. Kick him honey. out. Send him it back was, to the waiting room. Wrong. <laughs> it was a fucking year. We would get we would do it for like three month stretches, and then be off for a little bit, and then go on for another three month stretch. But that That's shit true. was a year. <laughs> it, was, it was. We performed that that show for longer than the Chilean miners were trapped. <laughs> And that is an accomplishment. I think that, that is, is the sign of a successful production when it that's outlasts right. the subject matter. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a nice pivot to to discussing, um, you know, Joe Manchin and Cole, I suppose. we First, you know, we've been discussing the climate provisions of the reconciliation bill coming out of the Senate for we talked about it uh, quite a bit this week. And we're going to chat about that today. But first, the question on everyone's mind, Raleigh, tell us, is Taylor Swift's private jet destroying the planet all by itself? Um, I, yeah, I, I actually am glad you asked. I did do the research and it is, that is the oh, one problem that America did the research as long as you did the research on the internet. Yeah. Is that where you did the research? Um, there are parts of the research took place on the internet. Other are just over uh, a WhatsApp chat that I'm on with a bunch of people that I've never met, but yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, also wait, Raleigh has his master's in policy too. I, we have to say that. So he's joking, but also he's a really funny comedian and also graduated from Columbia with a master's in climate policy. So if this WhatsApp chat cost him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, no, I, um, I graduated last, the end of last summer. Uh, and I have been, honestly, I haven't paid my student debt at all because it's been frozen. Right. I'm waiting for Wait, Papa Raleigh. Biden to, yeah, to come through. <laughs> Forget Don't that he wasn't going to do it and for him to do it. Papa Biden. Is, yeah. it the, is the one Sorry. you did affiliated with the Earth Institute up there? Yes, that's actually a great question. I mean, like, honestly, it, it, the Earth Institute is a degree-granting institute, so ah. it is connected to the Earth Institute because otherwise... I don't think it could grant degrees. I, I interned there one summer and oh, I, I spent the whole summer watching SVU on my laptop. <laughs> well, I mean, that, <laughs> maybe that's exactly what's wrong right. with the climate. Yeah. It's built on sand. Like the, the departments yeah. don't talk to each other. It's all siloed mm. off. I did. I pulled this little switcheroo where I like got to take a couple of law classes despite my enrollment status because I like <laughs> uh, applied for them, got in, switched it at the end. It's a whole, it's like they, no one, no one, is talking to the mm-hmm. other. That's so funny. And it creates a lot of fun loopholes. So worth every cent worth every Absolutely. cent. So yeah. wait, so is Taylor Swift's private jet destroying the planet? I know oh. I distracted us. Oh, that's but. a great question. Uh, no, I don't think, I mean, it's like, it's indicative of a larger problem, but it's like in the same way that like, uh, if, if somebody robbed a bank and some money fell off the back of the truck and you picked up mm. the money, are you robbing? Are you like the proud, the reason why the bank was robbed? No, mm. but it's also like if it's it's not your money. I mean, the bank is not a very sympathetic um, person in this situation. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I don't think it's her fault, but certainly there's a lot she could be doing to 
uh, curtail this catastrophe that she's not doing. So she should write every song she writes should be about the climate crisis from here on out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You hear that? I mean, you just got a really poetic metaphor there, Taylor. Like I'm just, I'm just the one that's chasing the robbers. It's not me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's chasing robbers and picking up dollars. Yeah. Look at this. She'll mm-hmm. make it work. Taylor, she'll can make, make it work. She'll figure it out. She'll, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's very good at that. She's, <laughs> Famous, yeah. she's, quite, she's quite adept at making <laughs> lyrics happen. Are you saying you don't? She doesn't need me to write some <laughs> shitty lyrics for her right now. I would what never say that. Okay. And right. you do deserve you a writing be, credit. You on could that be album. her Jack Antonoff of her climate album. Oh True. God. Okay, uh, that is Listen, a credit that I I will take. Thank you. That you'll take. You'll take. So there is there's a lot going on in this climate bill that that to be excited about. I I want our listeners to not hear climate bill and be like, oh, this is about to like be boring and stuff. I don't really understand. So. It's a lot that can be hard to comprehend. I frankly have sometimes procrastinated learning too much about it because I just didn't actually buy that we would actually get these policies. So I think it's hard for people to fully appreciate some of the policies in this bill who don't follow this issue every day. So I was wondering, like, what what will you outline the most impactful parts of the bill in your view and why climate activists actually seem fairly excited about it? Is that right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, So basically, this bill is kind of like a little bit watered down version of the Build Back Better bill. So like that was and and that's like that bill itself was kind of like put together by the Progressive Caucus to like try to find a way to do climate action without without exactly saying that it's climate action. Mm. Um, So that was five hundred fifty five billion towards climate action emissions reductions. Hmm. And then Joe Manchin, of course, who is a literal fuck can we swear on this i'm sorry yes he's <laughs> literal fucking coal baron like he's actually a coal baron not a metaphorical one he owns a fucking coal mine it's nuts yeah. <laughs> and they put him in charge of deciding whether they did it he said no um and so that it killed the build back better bill and then they they kind of like chopped it apart i don't know what happened what overcame joe mansion maybe like a time traveler from the future visited him in his bedroom mm. or something and like bled him a little bit. Um, but the new bill, which is the Inflation Reduction Act, is just the Build Back Better minus a couple hundred billion dollars. So that's mm-hmm. like $369 billion towards climate action um, and another $300 billion towards deficit reduction. But I don't know shit about that. I barely yeah. know <laughs> shit about climate, redu- climate action. I don't know shit about deficit reduction. Um, yeah, we'll just so- push that part off to the side. We're not discussing yeah. that part this week. Jesus, thank you so much. Yeah, so like big three, um, uh, where the where's the money going, right? Where's the money yeah. going? Um, so number one, it's like there's a, a sizable chunk going to environmental justice, which is like a, a a critical piece of the machine. Like, how do you how do you have how do you fight climate change if we've got communities who are just like dying, and wave after wave of of people are dying as we're like deciding whether we want to fight it. So that's mm-hmm. like a good piece. Like the lowest income are getting something like sixty billion dollars for a bunch of different provisions that are you know community led mm-hmm. um, emissions reductions projects, rooftop solar, that kind of thing. Um, so that's one chunk. There's another like tech and tax credit chunk. That's another big one. Um, that's going to be uh, basically you get a lot of tax credits if you increase your energy efficiency. My God, I'm hearing myself talk and no, I'm so, I, so boring. I, this is okay. This no, is yes. This no. is why we had you on. Don't worry. Okay. I. 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 I okay. Um. All right. So yeah. We'll so interrupt are, you if if we fall asleep. You'll know. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. Um. Yeah. So uh, some a lot of tax credits. So if you buy yeah. an EV, there's like a I think it's $7,000 tax credit. If you buy a used EV, it's 4,000. 
Um, if you install a heat pump or solar panels, you're going to get a lot of money back. That so seems is- like the big thing they should message about is that $7,500 for electric cars. Like that seems like a, it should be hugely popular. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, I think it's, there's a little bit of stank still on electric cars. People are freaked mm-hmm. out. They're like, but what if I run out of batteries on the way to the, my grandma's <laughs> yeah. and I die of wolves, you know, like, I think that's still. <laughs> People are still worried yeah. about wolves in this modern era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about, I, I'll i admit it. I'm worried about wolves. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> when I'm out, I've got one eye looking around I want climate change to kill the wolves. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta bring back, but isn't climate bringing back the wolves? No, there's a whole thing Aren't about wolves, right? Are we bringing them back? Yeah. I thought we brought think, them back. I think climate, uh, uh, fixing the climate will have a positive impact on wolves. But it will also have a positive impact on people. So I think mm-hmm. we just got to okay. take the good with the bad. Downplay right? the wolves. <laughs> yeah. Play the people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, also, yeah. the wolves, I think, are, are like they're like cute little tiny wolves first. And that's kind of. Yeah. I like the movies about like I watched a movie on a plane once about like a, a gal that found what she thought was a dog and ended up being a wolf. And it was a real. You know, you always cry at pl- cry on plane news. But anyway, you're listing all of these things and we hear them and they sound <laughs> and they sound very cool. But for people who want to know, basically, like. Is this what we needed to ward off some of the really scary shit people like you, Raleigh, have been warning us about? Like, what is the practical impact about this? I mean, I know it's technically supposed to, you know, cut emissions. For was it forty percent below two thousand five levels by twenty thirty? What does 30. that mean? How does that help okay, us? So, one really shitty thing to remember is that the emissions in America in two thousand and five were like the highest oh, okay. that they have ever been. So, we are picking <laughs> two thousand and five so that we can set the goals post really? the, the, the the bar really low. So we can just like barely f- sort of like flop over it. Like you're drunk mm-hmm. flopping onto a bed yeah. or something. Yeah. That's like what we're going yeah. for here. Um, so that's like not that, that part is not that great, but the gotcha. fact that um, uh, yeah. So we're trying to disseminate as much, uh, infrastructural change in America. And, and the one of the, like the best thing about this bill, I think, in terms of like growth is that it's money that's going to be spent in America, employing people, you know, like jobs, like a a million plus jobs in the clean energy sector. And this has a lot of like knock on effects because fossil fuels are a mature fuel. Like we're not going to find any, any like super efficient new ways of you know, cramming them into your car and, and exploding your car down the road. Like that is, we're getting about as good at that as we can because we've been doing it for, you know, a hundred plus years. But solar and wind and like battery storage is very new. And like every 10 years, we double the efficiency of it. Every, mm-hmm. every, you know, like every, every wow. doubling. Well, there's like a, there's like, there's a, a curve that I can't remember the name of, but like it, we we are we are ready to march straight down that curve and save everybody a ton of money. So this yeah. is like this is exactly what mm. we needed twenty years ago. So like we're we're, okay. we're, we're, <laughs> we're fighting and losing. Yeah. So like all the way back in I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We back when everybody was like, oh, the internet. What is this thing? Like that back then when when Elise was on Harry mm-hmm. Potter chat rooms at AOL. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, that's when we needed it, but like, it's right. also going to work really well now. So it's kind of a sprint to 2030, mm-hmm. um, in order to get like these emissions reductions, uh, put into place. And this has like been the goal for years and years since 2009, like since the Waxman Markey bill, I think in mm-hmm. 08, 09 that died, 
Um, they were trying to get to 2005 by 2030. They're 40 or uh, 50% lower. And we, it looks like we could hit it. We're still, mm-hmm. it's possible to still hit it. Got like it. I don't, and also this hasn't passed yet. You know, like, I know, I know. We were talking about Kirsten. We were talking about Kirsten. I know, Jesus. And I think they're chat. They're doing this all these like amendment votes like today. I think so. Yeah, the voterama is today. I said this at the top of the pod. I don't think she's going to tank it. I think that she's going to make them change something so that she can say she made them change something. Mm. And hopefully, the thing she changes isn't. I don't think. Who knows? I know one of the things she wanted was to get more money for like drought assistance and relief so it's like okay yeah what are some other barriers you think there are to it passing um i mean i think it's basically exclusively uh just the democrats tripping over their own balls here like i really Mm -hmm. think this is theirs to lose they have they have the votes if if they can get kristen cinema on board i think she wanted to like maintain some bullshit tax credit for hedge funds like i just yeah, but also wants more money. Just yeah. About it. oh yeah but she proposed but, no uh, i don't think she proposed another way to pay for the extra drought money she wants right, and she also mm-hmm. wants the bill to like be fully paid for so it it's you know she's playing a game it doesn't make any <laughs> sense this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window your work can take you all over the place. Like Texas, you've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. I have a question, Robbie. Yeah, what's up? I know that when we talk about climate change a lot, we focus on the U.S. and like maybe a lot of conservatives and stuff are like there are countries that are doing it worse. And like, why should we be the ones that do it Mm. first? And a statistic that was shocking to me um, about Taylor Swift, you know, is like basically bringing back to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Well, they're saying like the CO2 levels that her private jet um, what is it emits is the equivalent to what one person in the U.S. would do, like spend like 500 years doing it would take. But then in India, it would take somebody 40, 500 years. So it's yeah. like basically saying that the U.S. like waste energy more than, or something. And so it's like, is that the reason why we have this emphasis on climate change? Like, why does the U? why is it important for us in the U.S. to be the leaders even though we're really not anymore actually yeah um Uh, i'm just interested in that perspective from you because i too well i mean that's that's that is an awesome question i think i'm not even sure that there are other countries than the u.s i think we're the only one Uh, (laughs) supposing there are more uh i my guess is the u.s so this is not a guess the u.s historically has emitted more CO2 than any other country in the world ever. Like we, Mm -hmm. if if there's a bar tab, our bar tab is way higher than any other country for sure. So like for one, we owe the most. So like Mm -hmm. we gotta, and I think there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, we gotta pay it back. And uh, so that's kind of part of, part of where the emphasis is coming, but also like America sort of sees itself as like, 
we kicked down the door and like, oh, what's going on in here? Is anyone committing any crimes? Like, oh, we we get our guy, you know. And so, like, how can we simultaneously fuel the a global crisis and then pr- try to police other countries? Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we have to get our own house in order. Mm. Uh, if we're if we're even hoping that other countries might follow suit, America tends to like be a tech leader in the world. So a lot of these problems are hopefully going to be solved by tech. So this th- there's a lot of tech money in this bill and and um, uh, new su- uh, support for how to you know how to make wind turbines better and, and how to make solar better and, and electric uh, storage on the grid. And so there there's just like this is exactly the right time for a little bit bigger of a bill for the mm-hmm. current moment, but like, we'll take what we can get. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Like, I think yeah. this is like kind of a, we, we, we need this really bad. And if we don't get it, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be, it's yeah. going to be bad, bad, bad. There are allowances for fossil fuels in this bill. Something Joe Manchin, when you read why he's fine with that, says is just realistic. Um, you know, I've read some experts say that they feel the positive outcome of the other provisions will do more good than allowing for fossil fuel leases. Uh, then those can cause harm. Do you agree? I mean, why do these? Can you talk to us about you know why the federal government still lets this happen? Why they're going to keep letting it happen? And and why they should phase this out? Yeah. Um, so th- as far as I understand the. There's a provision that, like, in order to okay and greenlight solar fields and and wind turbine fields and some grid storage, so it, it, part of a contingent of building clean energy uh, generation is an equivalent amount of oil and gas leases yeah. being given up, which like sucks, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not historically as much as has been given up. I think like offshore, it's 75% of of the 10 year average of of uh, how many leases have given and and onshore or on land i guess um it's 50%. So it's not it's not like it's like this massive huge amount of more new leases and the leases don't mean development. So i mean there's like a lot of there's a lot of red tape still even though it's like clear the red tape it doesn't really clear the red tape. Mm-hmm. Um but every every estimate that i've seen is like for every it's like the the good parts of this bill are 24 times better than the bad parts yeah. of this bill. So I don't know. I don't know where the number 24 came from. Um, but I think the Rhodium group uh, put that out. I'm not positive. The yeah, so group- NRDC said 10, um, oh, but that right. sounds great too. So like anywhere from 10 to 24. I mean, like if the climate activists are happy, I'm happy. And yeah, it sounds I, like people are generally pretty satisfied with what's what's in this. Cause like you said, things have to happen now, but like, this is such a, um, like unproductive way to look at politics, but I already feel, feel myself thinking like, okay, but we're obviously going to need more, but our, is the next time Dems get in there, are they going to be like, well, we did that, you know, $500 billion, but we certainly can't do any more. It's like, we could spend, I mean, this we've said on the podcast, this bill was $6 trillion. <laughs> Like the original, Mm. the one that Bernie Mm -hmm. wanted. So, you know, how do we sort of like balance being excited about this and, you know, being somewhat praiseful when appropriate to our lawmakers with like making sure we're getting stuff like this consistently? Yeah, I don't. That's a good question. I'm not really sure. uh, Hopefully it's proof of concept, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is great. Like if this passes, it's going to like it's going to provide a lot of money to a lot of communities that are going to do a lot of really smart and effective things with it. So like this is absolutely a a huge victory. Also, like 
the only climate policy on a federal level, maybe ever. Like the mm, wax market bill didn't pass, Build Back Better didn't pass. Like historically, this has not been a big thing. Like this is like the first and biggest thing. This would be really big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's easy to temper that by realizing that like this still fucks over a lot of communities on, especially in the Gulf Coast. Like all these, all these new oil and gas leases are going to yeah. pollute somewhere, and they're probably going to fuck up a lot of people who are lower income and and can't afford to move. So I just temper mm-hmm. it by being psyched about that uh, uh, the increase in money and bummed about people who are going to have to take yet another one for the team mm-hmm. um, in order to make this pass. But also, yeah. like, yeah, I think it's. It's sort of like when your landlord, like if the front door lock broke and has been broken for 20 years and then your landlord fixes it, it's like, I don't want to be like, hey, great. Wow. But like, he might not fix it again if you don't yeah. tell him good. I don't, it's, it's this weird psychological battle. Where no, you're right. Of, and if it gets loose and you're like, it's loose again, he's like, well, you cussed me out for fixing it. Yeah, totally. You, as we said at the beginning, you're a climate activist and a comedian. You make comedy videos about the climate. How do you do that? It's quite, it's not funny when I read about this stuff. I don't feel like laughing. How do you do that? They're they're really good. It's Climate Town on YouTube where you have like tons of subscribers. The videos are very cool. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah. So I think my my goal is kind of like, I just try to do like as close to a John Oliver impression kind of not impression <laughs> but like he he like makes well you do that british accent i don't know what he is but climate change is well bad in it <laughs> yeah that's john oliver that's my john oliver yeah that's what john oliver sounds like <laughs> gosh yeah. in the room um no, I think, we gotta uh, keep going for 20 more minutes Oh my um, God! Yeah. John Oliver was an Oliver Twist. <laughs> John, yeah, Oliver, John Twist. Oliver as an orphan. Yeah, yeah. John Oliver Twist. Oh. That's Amelia. That's Amelia original. I can't take yeah. that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So, like, for instance, like his writers um, are able to make tax credits mm-hmm. for Bangladesh. Like they they make that funny by like finding funny clips and like writing jokes that kind of, you know, mirror whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I try to take the, I just try to like look at as many, as much media as I can and try mm-hmm. to see how it integrates and like try to do runners throughout the piece and, and kind of use metaphors that I think are funny. And uh, I, it just takes me a fucking long time to edit them because when I yeah. first get the timeline together, it's horrible. Like they're not funny. They just, they just take way, way too long. And so I just like panic and write as many extra edit bay jokes in as I can. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I spend a week or two editing them. So that's, that's kind of the, I think the idea is mm-hmm. like, there's no, like, I've seen a lot of people try to do like a climate comedy that where they just like look up the Wikipedia page for climate change and like pull a couple of the stats and try to like, and I just, I can't, I can't make that work myself. So yeah. I try to do really deep dives into the subject matter and you know, like a specific element mm-hmm. of it and, uh, and, and find a lot of like commercials that were around in the nineties that kind of um, that were part of what, you know, it's a, a lot of like corporate malfeasance stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. there's, they just didn't realize that the internet was going to archive all that shit. So now it's it's available to me to just like 
chop and screw and, and move yeah. wherever I want. I'm, I think I'm like Skrillex. I'm I'm just like Skrillex. Just for- like okay. that. I, I was there's an, I was gonna say like I'm I think something that I respect about you is that like I feel like a, a model that a lot of creators use these days is like I have to post every Wednesday no matter what like a new thing a new thing a new thing and I feel like you really take your time going deeper and like you have really high quality stuff where like the jokes are like really like there um in a way where maybe if you were beholden to like just mm-hmm. coming out with a bunch of shit all the time it wouldn't be as good so that was just something where it's like quality over quantity in terms of your process of making it funny i mean back to john oliver that shows once a week and it's probably yeah. you know plays a role in and why it's so good i am curious to to close this out really if you had unlimited funds if you had somehow through there's no ethical means to become a billionaire so you, you have un, un, unlimited funds where would you retire based on your understanding of what the what the oh. climate landscape would look like where do you want to where <laughs> oh, do you want to live out amazing question live out your yeah. final days in 30 years where do you feel where are you going to post up well i think i really like colorado i'm from colorado i grew up there mm-hmm. and uh it's been dry as a as a fucking bone for 20 years already so they kind of <laughs> have a little bit of resilience built in um yeah but i think smart money says like michigan mm. think that's like a, a good um because what's happening i mean we are is this is the video a part of this podcast no anymore? no oh, okay well just a little spoiler <laughs> alert for the, for the listeners out there we can all see each other right now <laughs> i was gonna try to do a little um visual metaphor but it doesn't it's as trust us that raleigh is showing us something legitimate right now wow no he just he just (laughs) i didn't mean to go in the tube in direction he just flipped us off no (laughs) um very rarely do we have a straight man on and now i know why no yeah i'm so sorry that's my ghost yeah yeah um and so as um as the the planet is warming and the you know, a lot of arable land is desertifying. It's kind of getting pushed towards the poles. And if you like were to hold a basketball in your hand and then like slide your hands up, your the 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 band of area where you can grow food is mm-hmm. slowly shrinking. So like our, awesome. our yeah, which is <laughs> okay. Y'all, this now, bro. <laughs> this visual uh, is quite impactful and devastating. So Michigan. Um, because what is going to be warmer or they're just going to be food to grow food there? You can grow more food in Michigan. Closer to Canada, which seems fortuitous. I mean, I think in 30 years, I feel like the landscape of America is hopefully going to look a little different than (laughs) it does right now, (laughs) politically. Another reason we got to protect abortion in Michigan, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I have to say, well, abortion is pro-climate change. No, I'm saying, I have to say, though, I was looking at the outline. Amanda said when you choose to retire, at first she put 50 years, and then she looked and she changed it to three. She took one look at me. She's like, this guy is not going to make it. No, I really was just like, he looks our age and we're in our like mid thirties. I don't. Okay. So I guess you're going, you're retiring at 65. Listen, we're up there. We're up there. (laughs) The gentleman before me looks a sprightly, I don't know, 33. (laughs) Oh, 34. So close. Perfect. perfect. And and, and wrong in the correct direction. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. You're very welcome. (laughs) That is our show for today. Thank you so much, Riley. Where can people find more of these of these Millie endorsed all of us endorse incredible videos that you're that you're agonizing over? 
Well, uh, if you go to YouTube and then you type in Climate Space Town, um, that'll show up. I also happen to be uh, pretty big on billiards YouTube. Yeah, I noticed that. If if you type in like Raleigh uh, Williams and then like pool, Mm -hmm. uh, that'll come up. Sometimes Raleigh has been on this. The 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 sidetrack of also billiards alongside yeah. your climate activism has been beautiful to watch. It it's is a, it's cool. It's a, a multifaceted comedian for sure. Talk about diversifying your portfolio. Really? Yeah, and I, I personally love the fast fashion one, and that's a great way. That's a great video to start with Climate Town. But thank yes. you very much. Yeah, I'm basically, I'm just trying to do. I'm just trying to help climate policy get passed so i can go back to making pool videos so. <laughs> well you're on your way you're on Thanks. your way you're on your yeah, way we that did it our- all right climate town <laughs> officially retiring once this bill passes well, no in 30 years Rob. Oh, 30 years <laughs> see you in michigan see you in 50 years in michigan that is our show if we're not married let's get married in michigan <laughs> oh my god kill me as long as republicans don't take over and uh and we still can until the end of democracy i'm amanda duberman I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And I'm Raleigh. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. <laughs> the Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.